today on CityCast Denver. Former mayoral candidate Lisa Calderon is saying goodbye to city council and hello to statewide politics. Women tend to run when they're asked. And if you're not asked, then you don't think that it's, it's possible. Calderon is the new head of an organization that helps women run for office. And she wants to ensure that support doesn't stop once they're elected. What does it look like to set up an office? What does it look like when you are targeted in a very misogynistic kind of way? What does your support system look like? Today is Tuesday, July 6th. I'm Alexandra McMahon. And I'm Paul Caroli. And this is CityCast Denver. How about some news? It's going to be a pretty decent day out there with a high of 83 and a slight chance of thunderstorms. You know what's worse than holiday traffic? Muddy holiday traffic. I-70 continues to be a problem when it comes to mudslides. The highway was shut down for the second weekend in a row through the Grizzly Creek burn scar in Glenwood Canyon. CDOT crews worked hard to remove the mud as quickly as possible, and traffic slowly started to move again on Sunday. But the mudslides don't seem to be going anywhere, so maybe check the weather and road conditions before heading to the mountains? Also holiday-related, the air quality. Fourth of July fireworks are pretty and all, but they sure do put a lot of pollutants into the air and, you know, cause wildfires, but we can talk about that another time. Denverite has a regularly updated guide to air quality on their website, and as of Monday, Denver's AQI was sitting at about 72. And if that number means nothing to you, that means the air quality is not unsafe, but definitely isn't fantastic. It's 2021, and the U.S. has still never had a woman president. Currently, out of the 535 members of Congress, only 143 are women. That's 26%. And in case you didn't know, half the country is made up of women. So why aren't we running the world like Beyonce said? There's an organization in Colorado that's been around for a while with a mission to get more women in politics. And just this week, it got a new leader. Former mayoral candidate Lisa Calderon is leaving her friend's office, that's Councilperson Candy Sedabaca, to run Emerge Colorado. Let me, let me take my earring off so it doesn't cause unnecessary sound. Okay. Emerge Colorado is an organization that has more influence on local politics than you might think. People like State Representative Leslie Harrod, Councilperson Candy Sedabaca, Councilperson Amanda Sawyer, all went through its training, among many, many more. And now, Lisa Calderon, who's this well-connected, super-experienced woman of color in Denver politics, wants to figure out how to expand that list even more. Lisa Calderon, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you, Paul, for having me. I'm delighted to be here. I heard this morning that you're leaving Councilwoman Sedabaka's office for a new gig. So what exactly is Emerge Colorado for listeners who might not be familiar? Backing up a little bit, you know, Emerge Colorado is part of a national organization. And, you know, that organization was started by women who also said, like, why are we hitting this glass ceiling? 
um, you know, around uh, issues of uh, when trying to get Hillary Clinton elected. Why do we have so few women in Congress? So basically, the same things that motivates women on the municipal level, on a grassroots level, um, you know, women got to talking, right? The kitchen table, as we call it. And so from that emerged, you know, flourished from those conversations and went from state to state. So uh, in Colorado, I believe it was established in about 2013. And so, you know, we're still kind of a, a new organization emerging, if you will, um, in the scheme of things and in, in how we look at politics. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's a new organization, but I think you might be underplaying the bit of the the influence. Like this has been a powerful group in Colorado politics now for a while. There's you know, alumni of, of trainings that Emerge Colorado has done have gone on, you know, past CityCast Denver guests, Leslie Harrod, Serena Gonzalez Gutierrez, Naketa Ricks in the State House, like, and, and many others. And then also tons of city council members, school board members. Jenna Griswold is Colorado's Secretary of State. I know she's affiliated with Emerge. So, I mean, what are, what are you hoping to bring to this organization that they haven't already been able to achieve. Well, yeah. And just to, to look at some of those numbers a little bit more in depth, and you're right, right? Even in its relatively short time period, it has these amazing results, which is one of the things that attracted me to the organization. So more than 450 women trained to run for office since 2013, uh, more than 50 alums currently serving in elected office across Colorado, a win rate of 90% since 2013. They also have a strong record of diversity with 45% uh, of alumna being women of color, 35% LGBTQ. So, you know, given all of that, uh, you're right, like, well, they're doing pretty well. So what do I bring to the table uh, considering that? And I think um, part of it is around expanding and building on where uh, they've been, uh, but also bringing, centering women of color uh, and marginalized voices more than ever before. And I think that they realized that, you know, with the increased consciousness uh, around racial equity, along with gender equity, a real embracing of the intersections, that's part of the perspective that I bring as an Afro-Latina who you know, was, um, you know, came up from poverty uh, and organized in my community with my activist uh, mother as a way of survival. And so I think that the nexus there is that we want to be able to have a lot more women running uh, around those issues that are close to them for their families or their communities. And we know that women tend to run when they're asked. And if you're not asked, then you don't think that it's it's possible. So I plan on asking a lot of women. I plan on traveling around the state uh, and getting those perspectives. And I think that there is a fair critique that uh, women of color, while the numbers look great, still need um, something more when you run for office. And I could certainly attest to that running for office for the for mayor as the first woman of color mayor. And it was different. Uh, than for a white candidate. Yeah, tell me about that. Are there any specifics that you throw out to help someone understand that? Yeah, so a lot of the um, kind of fundraising uh, frameworks, a lot of the messaging, a lot of the political strategists don't look like me. 
And the model that we use often is, well, to be quite frank, they ran us like white men. And so when we're making pitches for money, uh, that doesn't quite work, right? We're not going to be able to, you know, call up folks with deep pockets of wealth when we've come from generations of struggle, economic struggle, racial struggle, etc. So we have to think of new ways in which we raise money. You know, at, at one point, one of my um, funders um, asked me to call people in California to raise money, millionaires in California. And, and you know, so I would call and they would answer and basically say, well, why are you calling me from Colorado? And I'm like, because this guy <laughs> told me to. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the best answer, but I just Rude thought- for office here. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of looking at the strengths within our community, we've got a lot of community capital um, by the time we run for office. And instead of really tapping into that, I think we saw this from the Bernie Sanders campaign, right? A lot of small donations coming in together and coming in consistently, that it has a lot of appeal. So of course, I'm not going to turn down any large donations, but it's just one example of how as a woman of color that that way of raising money disconnected from my community wasn't very helpful. So how does this program work? Like, is it a training? Is it a networking? What is it? Yeah, so it's both. Um, but I think what makes Emerge different is that it is a, you know, one week a month uh, for six months comprehensive training, and it offers a variety of topics uh, from public speaking, fundraising, media and messaging, uh, campaign strategy, labor and endorsements, technology, cultural competency, field operations, ethical leadership. So lots of different things over a 100 hours uh, of uh, getting together uh, over the course of the six months. And because of the pandemic, it had been virtual. So I really look forward to bringing people together again, you know, in person so that we can have that connection. And it's something that I missed being an organizer and also being on the campaign trail you know, because I'm an academic also by training, um, I want to assess which of those components are working really well and which of those do we maybe need to shore up a bit or maybe replace with something else. I don't know yet because I've never gone through the training. So, you know, in a nutshell, that's how it works. And then people apply to be part of the program and then get selected. Um, I don't yet know what that criteria is, so I'm just as eager as everybody sure. else to find out what's that secret sauce that gets all of those high wins. How do you pick those women, and um, and what is and who's being left out perhaps in that process too? I'm thinking, you know, you started. You said earlier that women do not run for office until someone says, "Hey, why don't you do it?" You know, have you ever thought about it? Women don't think to do this, so. I'd like to invite you to, to speak to the women listeners out there who have maybe have never considered this. What, what would be your message to them? My message is I didn't think I could run for office either. <laughs> that wasn't my goal. That wasn't my trajectory. And um, But I was really passionate about criminal justice reform because my uh, son was um, a victim of police violence. And so I couldn't get anyone to listen to me. And I decided that I needed to organize with, 
with my neighbors, um, you know, door to door stuff and coalition building uh, and, you know, got into public policy. I mean, that is public policy. And that's what I think people don't understand. They think it's something that's done in a remote chamber at City Hall. But actually, it starts in our neighborhoods. It starts with what we want to see differently or need more of. So we're not born politicians. (laughs) Politicians are created. So I would say, you know, absolutely, you should think of yourself as holding office someday. And even if you run and don't win your office, you know, case in point with myself, uh, the other question to ask is, can you build power? And uh, can you improve the quality of life for people? And while I was unsure that I could unseat an incumbent, I certainly ran to win, I knew that I could build power and I knew that I could help improve the quality of life of folks. And that's something that Councilwoman Candy Selabaka and I um, work hard to do every day. Lisa, we've talked about the imbalance between men and women elected officials. Let's say Emerge Colorado and the national network is totally successful. And I don't know, in five, 10 years, the gender and ethnic balance of the elected officials perfectly reflects the population at large. What's different about Colorado in that hypothetical future? <laughs> well, it's, I think embedded in that question is how many women do we actually need? And, uh, you know, I think about Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she was asked, how many women should we have on the Supreme Court? And she said nine. <laughs> because we've, we've never had that, right? You know, we've had a long history of it being all men. And, and I'm not saying that there shouldn't be any men in politics at all. But I, what I am saying is that there needs to be at least a balance. And we are not even close to that balance. Um, you know, when we look nationally and, you know, that there are something like over a half a million elected seats, but only about you know, 25% of those or so go to women. When we make up half of the population, you know, that isn't equity. And I'm not even talking about equal, right? Um, You know, equity is about that we get what we need, um, not just the same as someone else um, who doesn't need the same things. Uh, And so I think while we have made tremendous strides in elected offices, especially in Colorado, turning to a blue state, Uh, We still have not had uh, a woman senator, a woman governor, a woman mayor in Denver and in many of the cities across Colorado. And so there's much work to be done. There's still firsts that we are still making. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us on CityCast Denver. Paul, it's been a delight and I look forward to being back, especially after I've gone through the Emerge training (laughs) and can share some of that insight with you. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. And thanks for listening. Would you like some news? I have some news for you. (laughs) 